The message you're about to hear is a production of the Word and Sound Ministry of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Throne of Grace, Richmond Hill. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you as you listen to the transforming and inspiring Word of God. Sunday. <laughs> Mikurialeke zontoriake zontorialeke sunde makaske porunde rile de derike sunde pitorlege zonte miliake sunde kanina na roboshanda Spirit divine attend our prayers and make our hearts your own. Descend with thy eternal powers. Oh, come, great spirit, come. Precious Holy Spirit, the power of God, we yield this service unto you. Move in the only way that you have planned and purpose for every heart today. In the name of Jesus, we are hungry for you. We are thirsty for you. We need you, God. We yield. We yield. We yield to you. Let every heart come under your influence. Let every heart come under your power. Thank you, our Father. In Luke, please remain standing. In Luke and chapter 15, I believe. Luke 15, Luke 5, verse 17. Luke 5, verse 17. Now it happened on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by, who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea and Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was present to heal them the power of the Lord is present here this morning to heal to save to deliver make sure you connect with that power right now just talk to God that Lord your power that is present here 
Lord God, let it reach me. Let it flow through me. Let there be no hindrance, my Lord and my God. In the name of Jesus. He says the power of the Lord is present. He's all over this room. He's the spirit of the living God. The power of God. The strength of God. The wisdom of God. The ability of God. His power is present in this house today. And he's here because of you. He's flowing right now like a river. Jump into it and say, Lord, I'm not leaving this service today. Until I get every blessing. Until I get every benefit. Until the miracles come my way. Lord, I don't want one miracle. I want two miracles. I want five miracles. I want mega miracles. I want an outpouring of your spirit. Father, reach me where I am today. It doesn't matter. Age is irrelevant. Position is irrelevant. Financial ability is irrelevant. What is relevant this morning is that the power of the Lord is in this place. The power of the Lord is present. Flow like fire. Fall like rain, like a mighty water, again and again. Whatever you need to do, Lord, do in me, and I will never be the same. And you will never be the same again because of what God is going to do today. If you believe that, shout hallelujah. 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 In Jesus' mighty name. Please be seated. Choir, wonderful. God bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. Praise the name of the Lord. I would like to say a big thank you to my younger brother, the Bishop of Toronto, Pastor Israel Ugbeche. I celebrate Jesus in your life. Thank you for what you are doing for the kingdom of God and all the lives you are impacting. Thank you for your blessing upon my family and to PCO, Pastor Choice, and to all the faces in the house. There are many new faces that I'm seeing today, and some have known you for several years. Pastor Patrick, nice to see you here. God bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. As we go into the word today, Please help me celebrate my head, my husband. The lover of my soul after Jesus. Jesus is always first. Thank you, sir, for giving me the platform and the privilege to do the things that I do. If you didn't allow me, I wouldn't be here. But from the day that we got married, he has marvelously supported me more than I could ever think. God bless you. So every accolade that I could ever get, you own it 100%. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't do that often, but as I sat there, God said, you need to celebrate this man. So, thank you. Acts chapter 8, verse 4 to 8. Acts 8, 4 to 8. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere, preaching the word, then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy 
in Richmond Hill. In the mighty name of Jesus. Verse 6 says that with one accord, they heeded the things spoken by Philip. What did Philip speak? We find it in verse 5. He said, he preached Christ unto them. If you believe God, if you, if you believe in Christ, then you must know that miracles are possible. Some people will tell you that miracles are over. They are disturbed. They don't know what they are thinking. Because miracles are for this present time. The fact that you are here today is a miracle. Because you didn't wake up by yourself. God woke you up. You know how God woke you up? He called your name in heaven. And then he told the angel, he said, go tap my son. Go tell my daughter. It's not the alarm that woke you. It's Jesus that woke you. So if you believe in God, you must necessarily believe that in his miracle working power. The first time God spoke to Abraham concerning his wife becoming a mother at 90. In Genesis 18 verse 14. Genesis 18 14. God said, is anything too hard for the Lord? So my question to you today is, is your situation hard for the Lord? Is your situation difficult? So why are you doing as if all the world is falling apart? In, Genesis, in Jeremiah 32 verse 27, then God spoke again and said, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything too hard for our Savior? Absolutely not. So this morning, I'm trusting the Lord that in Richmond Hill, something extraordinary is going to take place. And it's going to start with you. It's going to start with you. It's going to start with you. And it's unending. As we are reading as about the Asbury revival that started, I think, like two or three weeks ago, that's the same way miracles will be unending in this church. I like the um, announcement, um, the music, miracles, not the tired Jesus. Please permit, forgive me for speaking in my native dialect. That means Jesus is not tired of doing miracles. Today we've come to make a demand on that promise. That the God that said, I am the God of the spirit of all flesh. Nothing is too hard for him to do. So we must not allow doubt. Tell doubt, go. Unbelief, go. Fear, go. Previous circumstances, go. Past experiences do not matter this morning. Because what matters this morning is that miracles are happening right now. Before the end, don't wait for the end of the service. Don't wait for the prayers. Don't wait for Pastor Israel. Right now, where you are sitting, the miracle can take place. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that Philip went to Samaria and preached Christ. What did he tell them? Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good, healing all that are oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Jesus is the miracle worker and he's right here in this service today. How do I know? He said, where two or three are gathered together in my name. Are we more than two? Are we more than ten? Are we more than fifty? Jesus is here. And he says, wherever the two of us are gathered together. So if you are at home and you have an issue and you are the only one, just look in the mirror. There are two of you. Just look in the mirror. Pastor says, agree. There is no physical person. Look in the mirror. There is somebody else there. Begin to agree with that person. Because miracles 
will flow in this place. In the mighty name of Jesus. First of all, I just want to build a small foundation because today we are praying, we are making demands, we are confessing. Whatever method God wants to use to bring a miracle this morning, it will happen in this church. And you will be the first person to testify in the name of Jesus. First, miracles have an unusual character. It is an out-of-ordinary event originated by God. God is the originator of miracles, not magic. He's not a magician. But sometimes we want him to do things that are out of his character and his nature. He's not going to bend his will for you. But then if you are aligned with his word, miracles will just be flowing in this parish, in your life, in your home, and around you in the name of Jesus. Because God controls this earth. He interferes with the happenings on this earth at his pleasure. That's how he does it. And a wonder attracts many things by its uniqueness. A burning bush that is not consumed. Is that a miracle? According to Moses. Fire falling from heaven. A man saying, the God that answers by fire. Did fire answer? Fire had no choice. You know, I'd always thought about that story by Elijah, when he told the prophets of Baal, he says, the God that answers by fire, let him be God. You call upon your God. They only accepted that challenge because they had been using magic before to bring down fire. They wouldn't have accepted that challenge if they never used to do such. So the Bible says they got the sacrifice together. They cut it. And then they began to cut themselves. Then Elijah began to taunt them. Maybe your God has traveled. Maybe he's asleep. But do you know why those demons could not answer? The original God of fire was present. When God is present, what can Satan do? Absolutely nothing. So he began to taunt them. But immediately he said, the God that answers by fire. Do you know that he didn't call down fire? He just said, the God that answers by fire. And God said, okay, you want me to answer you? I will show you. When the fire fell, it, it not only consumed the sacrifice... It consumed even the dust. Consumed the water. Awesome God. Can he do the same thing for you? Can you imagine somebody strolling on water? Not on a ski, what do you call those? Water jets. No. He just walked on water. Did somebody else walk on water? Because when, he's, when that man, is it really you? Okay, ask me to come. Please, I'm not asking you to go to Humba River or whatever right now. Because it's not for sure. That's the second thing I want to say to us. Miracles are never performed to entertain. Miracles happen when God wants to glorify himself. When God wants to set a man free. When God wants to provide evidence. For people to believe that the message that you are preaching is true. Remember Acts chapter 3 from verse 1 to 8. A man born lame from, the, from his mother's womb. The Bible says he saw Peter and John going into the temple. He's, he was at the gate called beautiful. But his life was not beautiful. The place wasn't rocked like this. It was dusty. It was muddy. So when rain fell... 
rain will fall on him. When people pass, they will splash mud on this man. He was at the gate called beautiful, but his entire life was ugly. When he saw Peter and John, because from tomorrow, people will see you expecting to receive something. And you will tell them, silver and gold I have, but I also have Jesus. So stop saying you don't have silver and gold. Stop cursing yourself. That's Peter and John. That's not you. So they told him, we don't have, but what I have, I give you. What I have this morning, I am giving to you. I have the life of Jesus. I have the presence of Jesus. And that Jesus has sent me to tell you that whatever that problem is, whatever that issue is, is under your feet. From today, you are a walking wonder. You will also be amazed not that other people will be amazed. Even you will be amazed. Because the Bible says in Psalm 126 verse 1, when the Lord turned again the captivity of the people of throne of grace in Richmond in Canada, they were like them that dreamt. Then said they amongst the hidden, the Lord has done great things for them. It was then I said, okay, that's true. Verse 3, the Lord has done great things for us. Whereof the Lord will do awesome things for us. In the mighty name of Jesus. No matter the situation you are facing today, I want you to know that Mark chapter 9 verse 23, Jesus says unto you, if you can believe, if you, not your neighbor. You know, sometimes when I want to say something a little bit hard in our local parish there, it's not easy to preach some parts of this Bible. I will tell them that I'm speaking to your neighbor. But today I'm not speaking to your neighbor, I'm speaking to you. Jesus is saying, if you can believe, are there believers in the house? Then say with me, all things are possible to me because I believe. That's it. So this morning, we are going to go into what it means for the miracles to be happening. Number one, miracles of healing. There are numerous accounts in the Bible about the miracles of healing. First of all, some people will make a request. Oh, Lord, please heal me. In Mark chapter 1, verse 40 to 42. Mark 1, 40 to 42. Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Is Jesus willing? Jesus answered, the, moved with compassion. What did Jesus do? He stretched out his hand and touched him. Touching a leper was an abomination. It's like touching in the days of COVID. It's like touching somebody. You know, you have to use sanitizer and all that. But Jesus touched him and said to him, I am willing to be cleansed. Verse 42. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. He was healed. But sometimes, some people don't even ask. But Jesus is still moved with compassion. John chapter 5. A man was there. A certain man. He had been paralyzed for 38 years. I'm sure there are quite a few people here who are not 30. Not to talk of 38. So you can imagine somebody being paralyzed for 38 years of his life. When Jesus saw him, Jesus asked him a question. And I want you to look at that question. Verse 6. When Jesus saw him lying there, and he knew he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Please, is it a simple question? Does anybody here want to be made well? Yes. 
What's your answer? The man began litany. Litany is long story. Hey, I don't have anybody. I don't have wife. I don't have this one. Jesus just said, I don't want this man to come and spoil this miracle. Jesus just said to him, rise up, take up your bed and walk. So this morning, rise to your feet. You are going to say to the Lord, oh Lord Almighty, as you healed the man at the pool of Bethesda, heal me of every affliction that may be flowing through my body right now or a family member in the name of Jesus. Lord, let your healing power touch me from the top of my head in the name of the This is not the time to be silent. Ask the Lord to heal you. It may be your mind that needs healing. In your academics, you forget things. You are not passing your exams. Ask the Lord to heal your brain wherever it is today. Almighty God, I'm asking you, God, let your healing power touch me. You heal that leper. Let your healing power touch me. Let it flow on my head. Let my head receive your healing. Let my eyes receive your healing. Let my ears receive your healing. Let every organ, let every tissue respond to the word of God. Lord, cause me to encounter a miracle. You are a healing, Jesus. You did it for the woman with the issue of blood. Lord, do it for me, O oh God. I'm touching the hem of your garment. Call him by name. Jesus, heal me. Bartimaeus called him. Bartimaeus said, Oh Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. Call God to have mercy upon you today. The Lord, I need your healing power. I need it to go. It doesn't matter the report of the doctors. Thank God for doctors. But right now, you are making a demand on the God that said, Is there anything too hard for me? Lord, I need your healing power. I need you to heal my lungs. I need you to heal my heart. I need you to heal my kidneys. In the name of Jesus, my organs, my bones, every part of me, let your healing power flow. Let the healing power flow. Oh Lord Almighty, you healed, oh God. You keep healing people. In the name of Jesus, you went about doing good. Heal me of every oppression of Satan. In the name of Jesus, by your stripes, I have been healed. Your word says you were wounded for my transgressions. You were bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement that brought me peace was laid upon you. By your stripes, I have been healed. Therefore, sickness, get out of my body. Infirmity, get out of my body. You are an illegal occupant. You cannot stay here. I receive my miracle today. In the name of Jesus, I am healed. I am made whole. I am strong. I am healthy. I'm not going to lie down on a bed of sickness. No, Satan. Leave me alone. Go away. In the name of Jesus. Merica Sanda. Makaskantorolobo Sanda. Labrakataralebo. Pariderelelobo Santa. So shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You are going to be making this confession with me. In the mighty name of Jesus, I believe the word of God that says he was wounded for my transgressions. Jesus was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement that brought me peace has been laid upon him. And by his stripes, I have been healed. Healing is the children's bread. I partake of it right now. Therefore, sickness, disease, infirmity, affliction, 
by whatever name. It doesn't matter how long you have been manifesting. Go away. In the name of Jesus, I decree to be so right now. In Jesus' name. Please be seated. Hallelujah. The next thing that we want to look at is the miracle of provision. He provides for his own. In 3 John verse 2, he says, Beloved, I wish, I desire above all things that you may be in health. 3 John verse 2. That you may prosper and be in health. Why? Because he doesn't want any one of us to lack. I like, um, what scripture, what, what scripture is it now? Please give us 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 17. It's a scripture I have always loved. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 17. And it says, command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, not to trust in uncertain riches, but our trust is in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. I really like that scripture. Is there anybody here who doesn't like to enjoy? Is there anybody here who likes to suffer? I can't hear you. So the Bible says God gives you richly, not tiny. He gives you an abundance. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my friends and my enemies. My friends can join me. My enemies stay afar off. You anoint my head with oil. And what happens? My cup runs over. Daddy Gio says that the reason why God does that is to show you that there's plenty more where that came from. An abundance in the name of Jesus. There are miracles of provision. There was one that Jesus Christ himself initiated. In fact, two. The feeding of the 5,000. The feeding of the 4,000. They came to him. They said, send these people. Those disciples, they were like also very hard people. They said, send them away. We finished crusade. Jesus said, give them food to eat. He said, give food. We don't have anything except five loaves and two fishes. Please, what, in, in, in the physical, what can five loaves and two fishes do? Anybody having a teenager in your house, you know they can finish five loaves, one, one of them, at a sitting, and then they will ask you when is lunch. <laughs> you are laughing because you did that to your parents. So they told Jesus, they said, what will they, he said, have them sit in groups. They said 5,000 men. Where you have 5,000 men, multiply that by women and children. They didn't bother to count the women and children because we're always numerous, more than the men. And he said, have them sit in groups. And as they sat, Jesus looked up. He blessed the bread. He broke it and he, they began to multiply. From today, your house will never be empty of resources, whether material, whether of food, in the name of Jesus. There is a miracle of provision available for your multiplication of resources. And as they began to break it, and when they finished, 5,000 men plus numerous women and children, what happened? They had 12 baskets left over. When he fed the 4,000, they had seven baskets left over. He initiated that one. But there was another one. Because it, the miracle can happen anyway. You can initiate and you can ask. In John chapter 2, some people were having a wedding party. And you know, weddings is a joyous occasion. Then what happened? The wine finished. Disgrace. At utmost disgrace. And the mom went to Jesus. 
and, and said to him, they don't have any wine. No. And he said to the mom, what, what has that got to do with me? But the mom told the people, he said, anything he tells you, do it. So tell your neighbor for me, anything Jesus tells you, make sure you do it. Because that was what happened. And he told them, when his mom left, thank God for boys who are obedient to moms, you know. So they got the vats, they filled it with water, and it turned water into wine. He removed their shame. He removed their ridicule. He removed their embarrassment. That is what my Jesus is going to do for you. Rise to your faith. We are going to ask him. You are going to say, Father, please step into my situation that I will not be disgraced, that I will not be embarrassed, that I will not be put to shame, that I will not be exposed to ridicule. In the name of Jesus, make sure you are praying. Father, in every area of life, in my finances, in whatever it is that I desire, Lord, that I will not be embarrassed, that I will not be ridiculed, that I will not be put to shame, that I will not be disgraced. In the name of Jesus, step into my situation. Father, if you need to turn water into wine, whatever you need to do to multiply my resources, I will not beg for what to wear. I will not beg for food to eat. I will not beg for a house to live in. I will not become a pauper. I will not become impoverished. In the name of Jesus, almighty God, you are my provider. You had already said, you give me richly all things to enjoy. Prosper me, O God. Lord, you said whatever I put my hands onto, you will prosper. Prosper my way. Guide my way. Lead me, my Father, in the name of Jesus. I'm not one of the poor. The Lord has lifted me in the name of Jesus. Poverty is far from me. I break the yoke of poverty in my family, in my lineage, in the name of Jesus. From this day forward, I am rising in the name of Jesus. You are going to say, in Jesus' name. Psalm 23 verse 1. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So you are going to say, Father, please abundantly supply all my needs. All my, de all my desires. You have already said, if I ask you anything according to your will, you are going to do it for me. Therefore, you are my shepherd. You are my provider. Your name is Jehovah Jireh. Your name is El Shaddai. Your name is the all-sufficient God. Father, I'm asking you today, whatever that need is, mention that need. I don't know what your desire is, but mention that need. Lord, I receive every need, man. I will not want, I will not suffer in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Now lift your voice in agreement with me and say, My Father, your name is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord my provider. Your name is El Shaddai, the lofty one, the breasty one, the one who gives all things. Today I am declaring that in your name, I will not beg for bread. I will not beg for clothing. I will not beg for accommodation. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am the blessed of the Lord. I cannot be cursed in the name of Jesus. I reject poverty. I reject deprivation. I will not become impoverished in the mighty name of Jesus. My God supplies all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. My Father, you have prepared a table before me. I sit down at that table and I enjoy all your goodness. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I am declaring 
that the abundance, the wealth of Canada, the hidden riches of sacred places shall be made available unto me. The rock will pour out for me rivers of oil in the name of Jesus. I am numbered like Abraham among the wealthy, among the prosperous, among the flourishing. I will thrive. I will bloom in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. The next thing that Jesus did is that he professed uncommon solutions to the issues of life. Remember Peter? They came to him and they asked him. They said, doesn't your master pay taxes? Peter didn't have anything to give. He ran to Jesus. And Jesus said, go and fish. The first fish that you catch. He used the only thing that Peter knew to do in the physical. Peter was a fisherman. So God will use whatever talent, ability that he, can, he has given you. He will, he will use it to bring you a solution. So when Peter, he said the first fish, that it, it, it doesn't make sense. Miracles don't make sense. But you will testify. And Peter caught the first fish. When he caught the first fish and he opened the mouth of the fish. Please, when did fish start eating coins? And the fish didn't swallow the coin and kept the coin in his mouth. And they were able to pay the tax. But at the same time, if he gives you an instruction and you do not obey and his hand is heavy upon you, he will throw you into the mouth of a whale. And the whale will swallow for three days. You know, brother Jonah. Uncommon solution. Jonah, I've called you to do the work of the ministry. You are going another way. I'm just wondering how a whale can swallow a man. And in the process of swallowing Jonah, he didn't bite him into two. How was Jonah breathing oxygen in the belly of a whale? Think about it. How did Jonah retain his senses? You can be sure Jonah wasn't there alone, no. He must have been there with decaying fish, weed, all manner of stuff. Jonah was inside. And Jonah still prayed. Please, you are praying when other people can see you. You are not even sure if your prayer is reaching heaven. Somebody that nobody can see. In the belly of a whale that was at the bottom of the... He prayed and God heard in heaven. Will God hear your prayer this morning? Are you sure this God will hear your prayer? Because this Jesus, if need be, he will walk on water. Just to come and meet you. In Matthew 14, verse 23 to 25, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea. Tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. He walked on water just to go out. If Jesus needs somebody to walk on water to come and meet you. I read the story many years ago of a missionary who needed to cross to the other side of a river. There was no bridge. There was nothing. And God had sent him to go and preach in that particular village. And he said, God, what, are, what am I going to do? I can't swim. Do I walk on water? When he tried to step on the water, his feet sank. He said, so I know I'm not walking on water. How am I going to get there? Do you know what happened? Suddenly, he saw a branch, a big tree. The branch bent. 
to the other side, landed on the, and he climbed on that branch, and that was how he landed where he was going. This God can do us some things. The same God who, in that same passage, Peter now said to him, if it is you, ask me to come. There were 12 of them in that boat. Only one of them had the faith to say, I'm willing to step on water. Is there anybody who is willing to step on water? Step out of your comfort zone. And Jesus said to him, come. Fred Price says, or oh, I can't remember, one of those men said, Peter did not walk on water. Do you know what he walked on? That word, come. Jesus is saying to somebody today, regardless of the situation, I'm asking you to come. Peter stepped out of the boat. The Bible says Peter walked the water. I can imagine Andrew screaming, Peter, please come back. It's only the two of us that our mother had. Thomas would have been saying to him, ah, Peter, you are dead. You know Thomas. Peter, Thomas would have been shouting. The only person who would have been happy that Peter was going to walk on water so that he can inherit his property. You know his name? Judas. We don't, we don't have them here. Hallelujah. So we are going to rise up and you are going to say, Father, I can hear you. Wherever I need to get to in this life, please make a way for me. I do not want to be an ordinary person anymore. Wherever I need to get to, in business, in career, in my education, in marriage, in my health, wherever I need to get to, make a way for me. Even if I will need to walk on water. Lord, I'm willing to step out of my comfort zone. In the mighty name of Jesus, do for me, my Father. Bend branches if you need to do. Move mountains if you need to do it. My Father, dry up riverbeds. The God who made a way in the Red Sea, in a pathway that nobody knew, make a way for me. Open up every Red Sea for me. In the name of Jesus, bring down every wall of Jericho for me. In the name of Jesus. Oh, my Father, show up for me. Show up for me. Make a way for me. In the name of Jesus, I am willing to follow you. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I do not want to be an ordinary person. Make a way for me. Other people can be ordinary, but Lord, I choose to follow you. Make a way for me. The Lord who made a way in the wilderness, make a way for me. The God who made things happen, make a way for me. Glorify yourself. Show me things that I do not see. Open my eyes, my Father. Open my ears, O oh God. As you open the eyes of people of old, open my eyes, O oh God. Let me see you. Let me hear you. I'm willing, my Father. In the name of Jesus, make a way for me, O oh God. Lord, that school, make a way for me for them to admit me. In the name of Jesus, that situation, make a way for me. Show me mercy. In the name of Jesus, direct me, guide me, lead me, instruct me by your spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You are going to be confessing to your father with me. My father, you are the way maker. You are the one that opens doors. The same way you open the Red Sea. Let every Red Sea of my life open up. In the name of Jesus, make a way for me. Your pathway that nobody can see. Lord, make a way for me to walk through it. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm asking today that my eyes will be open. 
to see opportunities and to walk into it in the name of Jesus. Let my ears be open that I will hear the inaudible in the name of Jesus. Let the miracles begin to flow for me from this day forward in the mighty name of Jesus. Make a way for me. I will no longer be an ordinary person. I become an extraordinary person doing extraordinary things for my God in the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Please be seated. Do you know another God who can calm storms? Do you know any other God who can calm storms? Who can just speak to the storm and say, peace be still. He calms the storms. And there are storms in life that happen that you didn't even know where it came from. You can't explain it. You've tried everything that you know to do and the situation is just saying to you that I'm not leaving. But there is somebody called the Prince of Peace. In Mark chapter 4, verse 37 to 39, Jesus had just finished ministry. He was tired and he was sleeping. And then suddenly a great storm arose. Satan knew Jesus was in that boat, but he still raised the storm. What was he thinking about? And he got the disciples so afraid and confused that they went to wake Jesus in verse 38. And they said to him, Master, do you not care that we, please, that we, underline it, does it include Jesus? It included Jesus, we, all of us. I'm sure Jesus would have told them that, you are who? Because they said we. He was in the boat. They knew that he wouldn't leave them alone. And what did he do? He arose. Like Jesus is arising right now. Rebuking every contrary wind. Manifesting. And he said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. The disciples in verse 40, they were amazed. They said, who is this? That even the winds and the seas obey him. The wind and the sea, they obey him. No matter the kind of storm that has arisen. Brethren, there are storms in this life that you can't explain. A young boy, two weeks ago, affiliated to some people that I know in Lagos. He was on his way to school and he was kidnapped. A young boy. The mother was distraught. They were asking for an amount of money that even if you shake all of us together and put us upside down, we may not be able to afford it. But God helped us to raise a prayer altar for this boy. Just for God to calm the... First of all, for God to calm the mom. You know? And to the glory of God, last Wednesday, the boy was released unharmed, no ransom because in the camp of the enemy, we sent fire there. So whatever the storm that Satan has put on your life, we want to send that storm back to sender. They need to encounter the storm because when God raises a storm, there's no deliverance. So you are going to rise to your feet. You are going to say, Father, first of all, we'll pray and say, Father, I invite you, come and come every stormy situation of my life in the name of Jesus. Somebody here in your office, where you walk, a storm has risen against you. You don't know anything about it, 
but somebody has decided over his dead body, would you remain there? In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, calm this storm. Lord, calm this storm. Calm this storm in my office. Calm this storm in my marriage. Calm this storm over my children. Calm this storm over my health. Calm this storm. I will not end life a debtor. In the name of Jesus, begin to speak the peace of God. I invite you, Jesus Christ, you are the peacemaker. You are the way maker. Oh, send your peace. Jesus, speak your peace. I speak to every situation in Richmond Hill today. Receive the peace of God. Receive the peace of God. Peace be still. Every storm be silenced in the name of Jesus. Father, speak your peace. Lord, speak your peace. Lord, speak your peace. Speak your peace into my situation. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. I'm sorry I seem to be rushing because I'm checking my time. Brethren, maybe you don't understand this prayer. Ahitophel. You remember Ahitophel? He had given counsel, good counsel, against David to destroy David. So David also prayed that God send a storm to him. Turn his counsel into foolishness. So you are going to pray and say, Father, every storm against me, return it back to sender. Turn their counsel to foolishness. Deliver me from their hands, O God. In the name of Jesus, every Ahitophel that has risen up against me, sending a storm of counsel against me to destroy me, to destroy my home, to destroy things that pertain to me. Father, send your storm. Counsel them. Strike them on the cheek. Let there be no hiding place for them. Father, grant me the victory. Father, grant me the victory in the name of Jesus. Father God, discomfit them. Father God, tear them apart as you destroyed Pharaoh in the Red Sea, in that same Red Sea. Father God, drown them in your displeasure. Smite them on the cheekbone. Visit them in your sore displeasure. Grant me the victory in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, send your fire. Cancel every plan that they have. Let your thunder strike in the midst of my enemies. In the name of Jesus. Let them not be able to speak a civil word to each other. Separate them violently. Let two of them not be able to gather together. Give me the victory, my Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Please declare with me in the name of the Father. In your name, I declare right now that every storm physical, spiritual, material, financial, emotional, mental, comes to an end right now. I speak your peace. You are my prince of peace. Your covenant name to me, your covenant name to me, is Jehovah Shalom. I speak the peace of God into every situation. And Lord, every demonic activity around me, scatter them, my father. Send your storm into their midst. In the name of Jesus. Father, grant me the victory. I receive it. There is peace in my heart. There is peace in my home. There is peace in my finances. There is peace in my physical body. It is so in Jesus' name. Please be seated. A few minutes more and I'll be done. In what other area can we get a miracle? Deliverance. We need deliverance from mental attacks. There's a man in Mark chapter 5. His story is very pathetic. 
Mark chapter 5, verse 2 to 7. I'm sure you've heard about the madman of Gadara. Like that the geo says, even when, you know, people with serious mental ch health challenges, when they see him coming, they say, this one is a madman. Because he had, when Jesus told the demons to come out, they began to beg Jesus. And they were saying to Jesus that, please don't let us go. Okay, send us into the swine. And Jesus Christ said, how many are you? They said, we are legion. In the Roman army, a legion is anything between 2,000 and 6,000. Let's, let's take the smallest denominator. How can 2,000 demons live inside somebody? The man was not wearing clothes. When they um, chain him, he breaks it, he, he cuts himself, and day and night they say he was crying. But when he saw Jesus, please put it on the screen for us, Mark chapter 5 from verse 2. The Bible says when he saw Jesus from afar, what did he do? From verse 3. Three and four. He said he had this dwelling among the tombs and no one could buy him, not even with chains. But in verse four, um, that's not the verse I'm looking for. Verse five, please. I'm looking for the scripture where he said, when he saw Jesus from afar. It doesn't matter how far you are right now from the kingdom of God. Since he saw him from afar and ran and worshipped him. He didn't ask for anything. But in that single split second that he was saying, he ran to Jesus. And Jesus Christ told those demons to go. But you know the beautiful part of his story? When those demons left, he said the people, they washed him and they put the clothes back on him, you know, and he sat down. When the people from his village, we, those online may not understand village, but I see faces here who understand village. The people from his village who have winched him, when they came and they saw the man sitting in his right mind, they were not happy. It's not everybody that is happy about your deliverance. Some people want you to still be in that situation. You know what they did to Jesus? Instead of saying, come to our village, come and save everybody, they said, Jesus, go, go. We don't need you here. This man, imagine his mental state. And there are many of us, we are not balanced mentally. There's something they called emotional intelligence. True or false, I don't know. But I know emotionally, many of us are not balanced. We have things worrying us, things weighing on our mind. We can't tell everyone. And every night you, 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 you cry because you don't see a way out. There is a way out. Jesus who could heal a man, who could deliver a man. There is deliverance today in the name of Jesus. You can be free of every addiction. You see, face does not show the internal condition. The addictions and the things that we are battling against. When I use the word addiction, anger could be your addiction. Too much food could be your addiction. Sleep. Lust. Pornography. Drugs. Alcohol. Malice. Eh? Some of you here. It's an addiction. I'm not, if the cap fits you, I don't I'm not mention anybody's name. All I know is that Jesus is going to deliver all of us, beginning with, because the Bible says, when every man knows the plague of his own heart. Do you know the thing with the word that is worrying you? <laughs> Do you know the thing that is worrying you? We are going to cry to God, rise to your feet. You are going to pray and say, my father, please deliver me from every form 
of demonic manipulation, harassment, and affliction in the name of Jesus. Lift your voice and pray. My Father, please deliver me from every form of demonic manipulation and harassment and affliction in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, only you can deliver me. In the name of Jesus, you know that issue that only God can take away from you. So why don't you begin to tell God now, Lord, please take away this anger. Deliver me, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Deliver me from always acquiring debts. Deliver me from lust. Deliver me from pornography. In the name of Jesus, break every chain, break every chain, break every yoke. The anointing destroys every yoke. Father, deliver me. Father God, please deliver me. In the name of Jesus, deliver me from anger. Deliver me from malice. Deliver me from rage, oh God. Deliver me, my Father. Every form of demonic manipulation. Every form of demonic oppression. Deliver me, my Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Now you are going to be saying, Father, your word says that the anointing destroys every yoke. Every yoke of Satan. Every manipulation, every harassment of Satan, every affliction in my mind, troubling me, making me do things I don't want to do, destroy it today in the name of Jesus. Lord, I am declaring that in the name of Jesus, I am free. Your word says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be free. Jesus! Deliverer, please set me free today. And those demons that I used to see from today, I see you no more. You are gone, far away from me. It is so in Jesus' name. Before we pray our last two prayers, you are going to pray and say, Father, everything that has died, decayed, in my life. Let it receive your miraculous touch. Please, like Jesus called the name of Lazarus from heaven. Lord, call my name from heaven. In the name of Jesus. Let your glory be seen again and again. In the name of Jesus. Whatever has died in my hands. Father God today. Let resurrection life come. You call Lazarus. You said Lazarus. Come forth from the Call my name from heaven. Lord, my ears are open. Call me out of the pit where I have fallen into. In the name of Jesus. Father, call my name. Call my name from heaven, O oh God. Wake me up, O oh God. Let everything that has died, the ministry that has died in my hands, O oh God, things that I used to enjoy before, that I have lost. Lord God, let there be a revival. Revive me, O oh God. Let there be a spiritual awakening for me. In the name of Jesus, let there be a lifting. Rika sotomolike zonde. Makuske shanda. Maleke ribo zonde. So shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. So you are going to be praying and say, Father, I declared that resurrection life, a lifting in the realm of the spirit, a revival, breaks forth in my life from this day. Everything that has died, that has decayed, that has been destroyed, receives your miraculous touch. 
I believe, oh God, that from today, I hear your voice calling me and I follow you into safety, into deliverance, into protection in the mighty name of Jesus that your glory will be seen again and again in my life in the name of Jesus. Please be seated very briefly. The greatest miracle is the miracle of salvation. That's the greatest miracle that a sinner my story, I wouldn't be here today if not that God saved my soul. I'm not worthy in the physical to hold this microphone, but there is a God in heaven who forgives sins. I was a very terrible sinner. If they were going to mark the list of, of, the list of sinners, I'm sure that my name would be number one because of the terrible things that I had done. But one day, the miracle-working God showed up in my life. I didn't think I deserved it. I wept, but he picked me from the gutter with all the sins and the things that had attached themselves to me, unwanted, unloved. In fact, you couldn't have loved me because I was terrible. But then this God picked me from the gutter. He washed me in the blood of Jesus. He made me as white as snow. He put a robe on me called the robe of righteousness. He removed the guilt and the pain and the shame of sin. Several times, Satan will still come to me up until this last week. And he will be saying, you, I remember the things you used to do. And it's my privilege and joy to tell him that what you have is an unsatisfied copy. The true copy of my sins is soaked in the blood of Jesus. Who will go there to go and pick it? Because the blood is our most potent weapon. He put a label on my forehead that says this one belongs to Jesus. He put a ring of ownership on my hands. I offer you that same Jesus today. It's the greatest miracle of all for a man to be saved, for your name to be in the book of life. The Bible says, remember your creator while there is yet time. Because the time is coming when you have to give an account of your life. Many times when they told me to give my life. I would say it's my life. I'm free to live it as I like. In fact, I used to say it, I'll translate it literally into English. I'm chopping the life of my head. If you understand it in my local, I'm chopping the life of my head. That's what I'm doing. But I came to the realization one day that there's hell to pay for all those who do not accept Jesus. Shall we bow our heads? If you are here today, you know you are backslidden. Maybe you used to be a Christian. Or you assumed that you used to be a Christian. Maybe you think hell is palatable. It's a lie. Hell is a place of weeping and fire and gnashing of teeth. I wouldn't wish my worst enemy to go there. Maybe you've never really come to an acknowledgement that Jesus can be your Lord and Savior. I'm here to introduce you to my Savior, my Keeper, the Lord of my life. If you want to give your life to Jesus or you are backsliding and you want to come back to him, wherever you are seated, just raise your right hand. Jesus can see you. He knows you. God bless you. I've seen your hand. Is there any other person? It's a private thing between you and God. Please don't look around. Just keep those hands raised up. Do you know why I ask you to raise your right hand? Jesus is also stretching his right hand in heaven. And he's holding that hand. And he's saying, I can make something new from your life. Wherever you have been, is not important. 
Your, your accomplishment is nonsense before God. Your righteousness is as filthy rags. But it says, today, if you will accept him as Lord and Savior, he can make, I've seen your hands, Jesus sees you also. Put that right hand on your chest. It's okay, just put the right hand on your chest and raise your head. I've seen almost all of us. Just make sure that your head is raised so that Satan will know you don't belong to him anymore. And say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I acknowledge that I have sinned before you and I'm not worthy to be called your child. But the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to me today. His name is Jesus. I accept Jesus afresh and forever as my Lord and as my Savior. Father, please wash me in the blood of Jesus and write my name in the book of life. From today, I am yours and you are mine. Satan, call him by name, Satan. I break every agreement I may have made with you, knowingly or unknowingly. I break it today. I have accepted Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. From now, I am God's and he is mine. And my Father, I promise you, when I'm stronger, I will bring other people unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I've seen all those signs. Please, I'd like to be praying for you by the special grace of God as often as God reminds me. So please get a sheet of paper on your own. Put your name, put your phone number, put your email address. I'll get back to you by the grace of God. It's important to me that you do that. In closing, shall we rise? Our final prayer is to recover all. You are going to pray and say, Father, Father. I can't hear you. Please let me encounter the miracle of restoration of everything I have carelessly abandoned, I have lost, or was stolen from me, or I neglected. Let me encounter the miracle of restoration beginning from today. In the name of Jesus, lift your voice and pray. Father God, please let me encounter the miracle of restoration. Everything I've lost, everything that was stolen from me, everything that I carelessly abandoned, whatever it may be, my Father, let me have a divine encounter in the name of Jesus. Miracle of restoration in my marriage, in my health, in my finances, with my children, with my siblings, in this Canada, my Father. Let there be a restoration for me. Let there be a lifting for me. When other men are cast down, I am declaring, there is a lifting up for me. There is a lifting for me. I am totally, completely sold out to God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, your presence, your grace makes a change for, for me. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. There is a miracle on my way. There is a miracle on
thank you for listening to today's word and we believe you have been blessed. For further information, please visit our website at www.throneofgracecanada.ca or send us an email to info at throneofgracecanada.ca. The word works. Throne of Grace, transforming lives, establishing His kingdom.